0: So Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and I figured now is a good time to talk about a couple of things. So welcome to the podcast that makes people feel reactive about attachment. (laughs) So okay, Um, first things first, let's talk about what Valentine's Day meant before you were raising children that had reactive attachment disorder and what it means now because they're not the same things you're not the same person your love life has changed and let's be honest your feelings about love might have even changed because you're bitter I mean it's a it's a time of your life that you never uh prepared for you didn't see it coming you didn't ask for it to be this way and you're not happy like you're not happy it's not a happy even though it's just like a hallmark holiday, there's nothing romantic about being um, triangulated by a child in your house. There's nothing romantic or sexy about a child who has um, become so literally oppositional and aggressive and manipulative that you're always walking on eggshells yourself, that you literally don't have time to put your hair in a bun most days, let alone, like, feel sexy, or, you know, go get your nails done, or, you know, whatever, like, your life is, in fact, not the same life that you had, or that you pictured, uh, when you started the journey of raising this child, for whatever reason. So it's not a holiday that you feel, um, not not that it's a holiday, I don't want to give it too much credit, you know, but... It's not a time of year. It's not a day. It's not a moment that you're looking forward to, like you maybe once did. And even if you were the kind of person that didn't really, like, celebrate Valentine's Day or weren't, like, a big fan of Valentine's Day, like, now you miss Valentine's Day because it, like, represented a time when you didn't have this child in your life. And that sounds so harsh and rude. And I'm not trying to be ugly, but it's, like, I know those thoughts. Like, I know those feelings, these feelings of, like you know um what could have been what used to be what it should be like all of the regrets and like just you know just when you take a look at your life and you take a look at like the life that you currently have it doesn't always feel um it's very underwhelming let's say right so um just to like validate that because you know that's what i do on this podcast that's the main job of this podcast If it ever serves a purpose, it's to validate the things that we feel like pieces of shit for feeling like for experiencing for thinking you just feel like a scumbag for feeling like um, my marriage was happier before or I was a better wife before I was a better girlfriend, I shouldn't have signed up for this because this is not how I wanted my life to be. This is not what I pictured like that's okay, because it's true. Like it's not a lie. and it doesn't matter if it sounds shitty or if it sounds in you know if it sounds like something that you know parents should never say adopted or otherwise like you know adoptive or other or otherwise um but like these are the truths these are the facts like you definitely feel like um your sex life might have been a little better before you um adopted this child or before you started fostering or whatever the case may be, you know, like you might've been a little more interested in being romantic or maybe you guys haven't been out to dinner in two years because you can't, you just can't, you can't risk it. It's not something that you guys can fit into the schedule. Every time you go out, there's a scene. Every time you are on a budget trying to make it work, it's like something embarrassing happens and then you have to like re-budget your your evening because your child like ordered a $45 steak off the menu when you went to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? There's always some crazy type of like take that happens no matter how important it is to you to, um, try to incorporate your child. Like they're just unwilling to like participate in a meaningful way. That's fair. That's fine. That's, that's like, you know, just normal. And it's like, They do something weird and off-putting or they go out of their way to make it absolutely the worst day for you. It's just like miserable. They go out of their way to like make sure that you're embarrassed. You could just be like thinking everything is fine. Next thing you know, you're sitting there in a moment and your kid says something about like your weight or how you used to be prettier or how... The babysitter is prettier. Like I could just, I could literally spend an hour just coming up with these like uh, things that I've, uh, I could expect because I know this life so well, or that I've personally experienced or heard. And at the end of it all, like all the examples could be said and all the feelings could be identified. But the truth of it is, is like, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that this mental health life, because that's like, seems to be all my life is about is mental health and anxiety and fear response and attachment disorders and trauma and like uh, did I say trauma I don't know you know like spectrums and like um debates and like it's just never peaceful it's never it's never romantic because there's always like this level of like protection that you have to carry around because you're just never really able to fully experience your life in a way that is like safe and whether you and your partner are still on the same page or not, which a lot of people may not be like, they may be in two different worlds at this point, you know, I mean, that happens so often, but if you're still on the same page, it doesn't make it much better to be honest, because being on the same page, um, when that page is painfully, painfully, different than what you guys wanted, what you signed up for, what you thought you were getting, it's it's still just a shitty page. You're like, you're still on the the page that got, like, bent in your purse and coffee is spilled on it. You can't really see the words anymore. And, like, you know, maybe there's some baby puke on it or, like, your own vomit on that page. That's still the page y'all are both on, regardless. Like, it's, it's a shit page to be on. And then if you're not on the same page, then... And that's also like a terrible page. It is a a lonely place. It's a place of <clears throat> being defensive and being like un um unheard and unseen and un um, misunderstood like you are in fact like alone. you feel alone because. Being alone is is the safest place to be, but it doesn't make it any better to be alone. Being alone is, in this world, it it means that you are being judged um, for being too harsh, for being dramatic, for lying, for um, being cold, for being... um, you know, not equitable, not equal to your children, to your family members, like whoever you're raising, you know, maybe you're being told that you show favoritism or that you are, uh, you know, you're taking the discipline too far or that you're taking the the principle of whatever the the moral of your story is at that moment you're taking it too far. You need to just soften up, and you need to be more nurturing. And if it was your blood, you would be different. It would be different. Or um, maybe you're in an even weirder situation where, like, you're dealing with a biological mom that's like um, manipulating your your spouse. Maybe the child is manipulating um, your spouse as well. Maybe it's a teacher. Like, like I said, I could just fall into these examples and never stop, but. Ultimately, what I'm trying to get to is the point that the life that you live is one of great sacrifice and most likely great burden. And it's one that is thankless and it is one that is not romantic. It's not sexy. It doesn't flirt with you. It doesn't uh, give you flowers. And it definitely isn't um, making you feel young and vibrant and sexy. That's for sure. Um, it's not chocolate covered strawberries and red roses on the bed. That's what it isn't. It's like, you know, you ask yourself why, like everybody has different motivations, you know, some people, and I talk about this a lot, like some people just really and truly wanted to be a mom and they wanted to be a mom at any cost. And now they're having to walk that back because, they didn't realize what that would look like. And it's not a a situation of adoption, gratitude and blended families that are, are beautiful and successful and thriving. And it could become that I don't want to leave the possibility off the table because I have experienced an adaptive child that has shown up in ways I never expected her to, but she's an adult now. It's a much different experience. However, when she was not an adult, like, uh, it was a martyrdom that I lived in. I lived in, I lived like a martyr. I mean, I felt like a martyr. I felt like the most, I I felt stupid a lot of the times because I would just look around at my life and I was sacrificing financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, My reputation suffered, the opportunities that I had were suffering. And I, I felt like, what in the hell am I doing? Like, I know my heart is in the right place. I know that I am doing this, or I thought I was doing this for the right reasons, but, like, I am just getting the, like, they're just taking the piss all the time. Like, I'm just always, like, never doing enough. I'm doing too much. I think I fucking know everything, or, you know, I think I'm better than everybody because I have these standards, or I think, like, I mean, I could go on with the shitty takes that they had all the time, the people in my life, her family, my family, whatever, and I just always felt like I'm just trying to maintain like a standard of you know values that are based in what I believe to be right and like I think that staying in this child's life I think that participating to whatever the capacity my max capacity is is the right thing and all I all I got was like fucking constant constant like uh like I just got the shit kicked out of me. It felt like all the time, like no matter what I tried to do or what my my um intentions were, like I said, I mean, I just always felt like it was never I was never making the decision that made anyone else happy. I wasn't happy um I was oftentimes you know overwhelmed, and I was missing out on things that I wanted to do. I was missing out on things that i um opportunities that I could have, you know, whatever. And I just felt like, why? Like, what am I doing? Like, what is my karma? Like, why am I here? Why is this the conversation I'm having? Why is this the consequence of this behavior? Like, what the fuck is going on? And um, yeah, I think I just like accepted that at some point. And then of course, you have so much guilt about like, everything that you've done right, everything that you've done wrong, like you feel um, almost just like you're drowning in an, an inability to make um, decisions that are leading to improvement or progression. Like I felt inept. I felt like maybe I don't know how to do this because um, there's a biological element that is missing. And because I don't have that or I haven't experienced that, maybe I'm just doing this wrong. Maybe I'm missing a level of connection that attachment or otherwise, like I'm missing a level of connection to this responsibility that is not it's 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 obvious to everyone else except for me. So I you know, I just always questioned everything and I always felt like I was out of place and I was like I felt like I was um pushing everyone else's boundaries when I was literally just trying to be structured and consistent and when I did that it it just felt all wrong it, you know it's just counterintuitive like everything you do is counterintuitive so so when things like um valentine's day roll around and you're like making the valentine's day gift sets for school and you're doing your like um baskets or whatever you do for your kids like i'm doing those things and i'm i'm doing them because i want to do them and i want to be the mom that does them but then you know after a couple years you realize like i'm doing them because i'm supposed to do them but it's going to be wrong. (laughs) Like I'm going to be doing it wrong. I'm going to be embarrassed for some reason by my very small child is going to make me feel like an idiot. Um, and so you just like, you get rigid almost, and you don't know how to, or I didn't know how to like overcome, um, that like hesitation to give the softest side of myself or to be vulnerable or to be like um generous of spirit in a truly like authentic way that i the way i wanted to 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 be when i showed up to the school to give the valentine's day gifts or like when i would buy them i wanted to have like the moment where we were excited together and it was not that like it was it was a, an obligation. Like I have to bring my Valentine's day things to school tomorrow. So we have to go and get them. And it's like, yes, we do. We have to go and get them. Let's go get them instead of being excited. Like, Ooh, I want this kind. I want to do this, you know, this theme, or let's do this little idea of Pinterest. Like that's what I wanted. And I probably could have had it in more, more, there was probably more opportunities to have that experience, but because I was afraid and I was exhausted. I didn't even try. And maybe my inability to put that effort in on the front side was, you know, mirrored back to me by my child. I don't know. I still have a lot of moments of not understanding my own experience. (laughs) Like I look back and I'm like, that was fucking, that was a lot. Yeah. And I just, I, I mean, When I was in those times, I really thought I knew what was going on and I thought I had it like mapped out and I was like, for sure able to like pinpoint who was at fault for this, this and that, and like how this should have been handled. But in hindsight, I can tell you that I don't feel so confident about those, those takes. Like, I don't know. I I don't really know like what came first, the chicken or the egg in a lot of these moments. Like, yes, the trauma and the rad came first. um, Definitely. But I also had like a hell of a long list of things against my own ability to be a good parent. And I can recognize that now. I don't know what she really needed. Um, I know that I didn't have whatever that was for whatever reason. So maybe it could have been better. Maybe if I would have taken advice or maybe if I would have been able to offload some of the things on my plate and like get some help from like a a trauma-informed, like, an attachment-trained therapist that could have, like, intervened with some level of um, trust and, like, um, willingness from my – you know, willingness on my part, but, like, you know, her her or his skill set be trusted and be active um, in an effort to, like, repair what was broken in our family, in our life, in my life – um maybe i could have turned it around i'm not really sure because I, I i don't recall ever really having uh those resources i lived in florida at the time so you know that made resources even far far greater were the limitations then especially for the state and maybe if i had lived in a different state it would have been different because my experience in our state now like in colorado in the medical care that we've all been given it is superior to anything I ever received in Florida, even even on my best day, even with <clears throat> like uh, family doctors that we and I say family as in like, not just our family doctor, but like my family was friends with this doctor, and I'm not saying he's a bad doctor. I'm just saying that um, the care that I received from him is so far from the care I receive from a nurse practitioner every three months here. Like it's it is leaps and bounds above and beyond anything I ever experienced in Florida, even at at its finest. So, you know, uh, I mean, I can't say what would have been, I don't know if I could like erase some of the mistakes, like which ones they would be. I can tell you I would have, um, yeah, like I, I would have definitely been less, tightly wound. If I could, if that could be one thing that you pick up. it's like, well, wouldn't you want to say that you would like change the things that made you feel like you were just like wound up tighter than a drum? Like, um, whatever those things were that made me feel so anxious and so desperate for whatever uh, mission I was on to the outcome, you know, I would take a couple steps down from that and like chill. I know that's like so insulting to say, But honestly, like there were certain like pick and choose your battles, you know, like I, I, I would have chosen much different battles and much fewer battles because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that we could have all stand, we could all stand to be a little more peaceful and a little less, um, a little less aggressive, a little less Loud, a little less emotional. Um, I think I would have tried to be offended, and I did try. I can say that I did try to be offended less often. Or I'm sorry, I I did try to not be offended by things, and tried to be like very honest with myself about the people I was dealing with, the child I had, the life I was living, but yeah, like you get your feelings hurt a lot. And I think I would have tried to take things less personally. And I think I would have tried to move on from them more quicker, like more quickly. And I think I would have tried to bounce back and be more resilient from, you know, the the things that were like huge blows to my ego. I think that comes with age and experience. But I, I don't know. I mean, I do see people that are more wise and definitely older than I am who take those ego hits like they they get petty and they get very, very, very stuck in that cycle. And I'm glad I was able to not become that. But I sure had moments of dancing with it. And I, I would have danced with it less often if I could go back in time. I would have said I love you more probably. I would have listened to my kid more even as a child just rambling and talking and whatever. I would have been less distracted. I would have spent more one-on-one time and less time with like lots of kids and like lots of adults. I would have done um, more intense like um, solo days where we just did whatever she wanted to do. Um, Maybe they wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had them often because of our schedule. I was in college and you know, whatever, but like, I would have made time for those days where it was like, um, she got to decide day, and I would have looked for the red flags of, you know, um, certain behaviors that I now know were like um, moments. They were like a flat, you know, like not just red flags, but like a uh, milestone moments that I should have been more aware of what I was seeing and I wasn't um I was just so wrapped up in the 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 day-to-day chaos and I think I contributed greatly to that chaos by being always also chaotic in my uh internal my memories about how I felt internally was always overwhelmed and chaotic and I don't think I could have uh, with all of the same experiences and skills and tools and moments, if you just wound, rewound the time, right? And like, it was all exactly the same. And I made all the same decisions. Like, I don't think I could have just snapped myself out of that chaos or out of that tension and that um state of feeling over over overwhelmed and just like um sensory overload all the time. I don't think I could have just snapped out of it, but I think I could have, if I could go back in time and identify that that's what it was and that I was kind of the, um, monster that created that, that nightmare, I would definitely do things differently because it caused me a lot of, um, I have a lot of regret because of that. So, you know, I think that like we get into these cycles where we feel like, uh, and all the things I've said are are valid and true. And these are real experiences. But, like, we feel like our life is so different and so disappointing. And, and like, we're so far from – we're so far removed from what we wanted. And we're not having the experiences as a parent or as a person that we so desperately expected and needed and, and looked forward to. And so we're just, like, kind of live in this place of, like, always feeling like that, um, that just burning – um, like choking it back feeling of disappointment. And um, now I can say I didn't really have that because I was so young when this all started. I didn't really have like a life planned out or like desires for what my Easter's and Valentine's Day's and like what, you know, what these things would look like. There was no real, um, you know, I didn't have a template for that yet because I never had that kind of family and I didn't really um engage or interface with those types of families that often so I didn't really have this like picturesque uh expectation for my own family but I did have those moments like within the sea of chaos there were I was able to identify that there was something different and better and more aligned with I think what all young women kind of expect parenthood to be like but it was glimpses of that expectation it wasn't like my whole setup you know um but i i think that like for most people in this situation they are not as young as i was when i started this journey and they do have some kind of like um anchor in in what parenting looks like and what motherhood looks like and that choking back all the time this disappointment of not having that it's a lot it's a lot. And I see it break women down all the time. And and men, I mean, men are also heavily impacted by, you know, trying to provide for and be like, you know, you want to have that daddy role where you're protecting, but not like you're not having to, to determine if you're protecting your child within your own, the confines of your own house with your own partner. And a lot of times they are faced with that. Like, do I need to protect this child from my wife? Or is my wife being honest or my spouse being honest? Like, is this really the experience that, that my partner has every day when I'm not here? Or, um, you know, is this child manipulating me in some very strange way that I'm not able to perceive? I don't understand what, what I'm being told. These facts don't line up with my experience. Like, who am I protecting here? Do I protect myself from all of this? Do I protect my biological child from from my adopted child? Like, you know, they there are some, like, just fundamental, like, evolutionary Um, triggers uh, that men have when it comes to children and raising families, and they they are also not um, adapting well to this type of family a lot of the time, like they're struggling too. And so You know, when Valentine's Day rolls around and it's on a damn Tuesday and it's like, oh, you got to be romantic and you got to be sexy and you got to have something planned and you got to have a surprise and do a good gift and like use your love languages and make sure the babysitter is going to, you know, be willing to come and you got to afford it. You know, you got to afford it and you got to like show up for it in a way that is like, you know, where you don't look bothered and you're not so tired that you're yawning the whole time like uh, the expectations. When you're living a life that is full of chaos and stress and, 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 um, heartache, really. I mean, the expectations can just be so insanely overwhelming that you, there's no, there's no space to enjoy the day. Like, there's no chance, there's no shot that you're gonna enjoy the day. So, you're like trying to pretend that you will, even though you know you won't, but like, to say that out loud would be like blasphemy so yeah like i hope that you guys uh all have good a good time with that tomorrow and i'm really glad i'm not going to be doing that tomorrow because i did it for a while and i'm grateful that i don't have to do it anymore and that we're not in that place anymore because it was hard it was really hard so now i'm in a new place that's hard because my my child now has a man, a boyfriend and she's doing very grown up things and planning, you know, dates and Valentine's days. And I'm like, oh, this is new. And this is also not my favorite. So, but I'm trying and uh, it does change. And like, there will be times in the future that are not, that are not so daunting, that are not so miserable, that are not so infinitely disappointing and heartbreaking. Like Valentine's Day will, will once again be a hallmark holiday that you don't really love, but you do love. And maybe you'll be more grateful for it go around. Like you'll understand why it matters and why it's just like, a recognized day to appreciate your spouse and or partner. It's a recognized day to like give yourself an excuse to, you know, do the things that you keep telling yourself you're too busy to do. And maybe you can make that tomorrow. Maybe that can be something that you say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to like waller in it tomorrow. We're going to just fucking spend the money on a babysitter We're going to do something fucking nice and we're going to enjoy it and it's going to be fine. And then you just do that. Come hell or high water, you just do that, you know? So like, maybe don't have a rad Valentine's day this year, you know, just don't. All right. Love you guys.